Hello and welcome in the back pocket. Georgie Parker here, joined as always by these two lovely gentlemen, Nathan Brown and Georgie. Brendan Goddard. Tell you what, George, I sit on the Sunday footy show next to Matthew Lloyd every week, so I can tell when somebody's had just for men put through their hair. And I'm looking at this man straight <laughs> over there because that's a lot browner than Mine. what it was last week. Yeah. I think yeah. there's I been some yeah. just for men ginger. put through there. Always thought yeah. you were ginger. He's going a lot browner than his ginger days, isn't he? <laughs> I'm just not out in the sun as much as I used to. Yes, be. No, there's, there's <laughs> no, nothing here just for men. I can't give you a plug. I don't use a product. So. Well, well, BJ, you've joined us and our team earlier this year. We loved having you. We're eight weeks in. We're eight weeks in. Um, and in this time, we've created a bet with Mates Kitty. And every week, we wanted to roll this kitty over with a, a certain, nearly what you can call close to certain as you can. Try to get 20% each 20%. week. We start with 1,000, the next week's 1,200, 1,440. It's a pretty easy scenario. What have we done? We've always win. got our win. Win, yeah. win, win. BJ, what have you done so far? Because I'd like to t take your cast your mind back to your first loss. <laughs> yep. They cannot lose. Richmond cannot lose. Let's take a look to last week when you had the bets with bet with mates Kitty in your hands. Give it to us. Okay, Who you so if you're taking Brisbane at seven and a half over, yep. Zach Bailey is going to kick two or more goals. Yeah. All right. There's three small forwards. I'm with you. Yeah, he's with me. What's so he, he gave me a bit of confidence when he came in this morning and said, I'm taking, I'm taking plus, 17. plus 17. So that's great. I'm taking Zach Bailey for two plus goals. If they kick 17 plus, you'd think Zach Bailey, with his record at the Gabba, will kick two plus, yeah. but it's not a bet. So I'll, I'll be watching this game. It's not a bet I'd take. <laughs> I like that you like, yeah, I like it. I like it. He set me up to fail. Like, if yeah, I was going to yeah, put yeah. three grand on something, I wouldn't be putting it on Zach Bailey for two goals. So you failed again. I got a lecture from George earlier about you don't take individuals. So I took a team with my first one, albeit a dollar seventy, but I thought they were certainties, and they lost. So All right, well, next yeah, I'm one from three. I'm, it's, it's not going well. Next week, let's make sure you just can't pay time. for our footy Just do trip. a dollar twenty thing. Sorry. Uh, value hunting. We love the value hunting. We always try to find. So this actually, I'm going to lie about that brownie. You've been very active yeah. on your social media. I've popped you, and I'm going to pop you. We've been very active on your well, social I do media a lot lately. On social media. I've only had well, 11 posts in the last 18 months, so like, it's one a month, pretty much. Well, seven, if I seven, didn't recognise those came in the last two weeks. I didn't recognise you walking in because have a look at look how strong oh, you're look looking. Look at You've those calves. Look at those baby weight. cows. Yeah, look at that. 70 kilos. It? Did 11 of them. At 70? Yeah. Okay, then what's it, what, you, what do you do for your actual set? This is the one I wanted to post, the fact that I am just holding you two up in the betting at the moment. So this year on one side and you on the other. I am holding up this show at the moment. Okay, Every I, time we go through the green ticks, it's, oh, gee, Brownie's got a lot. Oh, he up. talks a lot. Because <laughs> you don't shut up. Value hunting, and this is where you get all your green ticks because you do actually find a lot of value for some of these guys. Yeah, it is, and have a look at the value hunters there. So let's have a look at some of the value hunters, and I have Ballydale in there every week, and all of a sudden, Sam Doherty's not in there anymore because the value's probably gone on Sam Doherty. He's under $1.50, but all these players, and there's not many white numbers in there, everything's green, particularly last week, everything was green. So there's value around Bailey Dale still. Noah Anderson didn't play last week. All the way down to Jack Sinclair, who I take every week, Brayshaw I take every week, and now Isaac Cumming and also Ed Langdon. They're the guys that I'll be looking at and I'm going to be taking Isaac Cumming because I think that value, if you've done big numbers for four weeks in a row and you're still over $2, it has to be a bet.
anytime goal scorer as well. What about for some two plus goal scorers? Anytime, sometimes you can't don't get the value there. Well, you got the two Collingwood boys there, and I would imagine Ginnivan will start to get a little bit more heat. But Brody Meyer, check the way he plays. I can't see him not kicking two goals. I also like Kazitsky. Kazitsky's come back, and I know that Mitchell Lewis will probably play this week. But I love the way he leads up. So there's some value hunters around goals. We haven't done the goals before. It's always been around 25 plus disposal market. But big Levi too is appearing to be some value in All there. Right, I like it. Well, let's get straight into the weekend's game. We've got Collingwood and Western Bulldogs. Well, Collingwood, they got found out last week, didn't they? $2.28. They're coming in $1.61 for the Western Bulldogs. They had their opportunities last week, Collingwood. Yep. They, they missed a lot of goals. Now, the Western Bulldogs at the moment, last year they were an angry team. They were an aggressive team through the midfield and they put a lot of pressure on. I see this game, the odds are too far out. Western Bulldogs $1.60. I see this game as being a 50-50 game. I think the Bulldogs really? probably should start the favourite, but not where they are at the moment. Do you think because they had a loss last weekend, Collingwood this week will bounce back, BJ? Oh, I think so, and, and we'll talk about the individuals later, but there's always a response. But there was a, there was a reasonable performance. It wasn't like they were embarrassed and they you know, need to respond. The microscopes was on yeah. them. But I think, I reckon Western Bulldogs are... I reckon they're flaky defensively. So we've seen the offense of Collingwood and how good it can be. So I think they're really they're good chances. They're playing nice football, the Bulldogs. They need to get back to being aggressive in the middle, almost being in the face of players. And they don't do that at the moment. Alex Keith coming back is massive for yeah. them. But they're not defending anywhere near as well as what they should. And that gives an opportunity for Collingwood. Now, let's talk about Darcy Moore because it's buyer beware. These are key forwards v Collingwood. Now, there's been some big fill-ups. Jeremy Cameron, six. Hawkins, three in the one game. Then you've got three, four, four. And then last week, Lynch tore them apart. But so if I'm an individual and I'm, and I'm Darcy Moore, this guy used to have a five-metre leg rope and he used to play really well. He used to get that fist in like Madge Hudson style right at the end and you're worried where Darcy Moore was going to come in. Now it's a 15 metre leg rope and he has been belted this week by everybody in the media for his starting positions. And I know Collingwood want to play that way. I know they want to give them a leg rope and to have a team defence and they're relying on their midfielders to do the job. But surely two things have happened this week. Surely two things have happened. One, Craig McRae says to him, mate, you probably need to tighten up a bit. We need you to be able to tighten up a bit. You've got Aaron Norton this week. And Darcy Moore himself says, well, I've watched the vision. I've seen myself give Tom Lynch far too much. If I'm within five metres of him, he doesn't get those easy ones. So those two things have to happen. So then Marin Norton is a buyer beware for me this week. He might be just too good, Aaron Norton, kick four or five. Mm. But I think Darcy Moore comes with guns ready to play this week. What about the other end of the ground with Mychek and Ginevan? How do you think that... I mean, Ginevan's fly, flying at the moment. Mychek's always a solid player in the forward line. Alice Keith, obviously huge in... Yep. The uh, and he's more likely to go to my check, but Ginnivan's a one just always, and he's making the most of his opportunities. I think it was last week he had three or four kicks and kick kick two two goals. So uh, he's making the most of it. And when you spend most of your time there, you get greater opportunity. Yeah, that's fine. But with Collingwood's ball use, their ability to get in there quick, it's giving the forwards a better chance to score and score quickly. So I, I think both those guys are a pretty, pretty handy bet. And they've been the goal scorers for Collingwood thus far. With You chip in from Dugowie here and there and a couple bob up. But I think those two are the mainstays, so they're pretty healthy. You need to be careful plus. playing that way, Ginevan. Having four disposers yep. and kicking two or three because it can dry up really quickly. All yep. of a sudden, you have the four kicks and it's zero goals, one, and then so that, the world is against you. So 
he needs to work up the ground more and yeah. be getting not six, seven, eight possessions. He still needs to be getting 16, 17, 18 because when you get up the ground, you can lose players, you get the blow in your lungs and then you get back there, get some touches early. I think so you, it can be a graveyard. It's, it's him ball. finding the ball himself, is that what you mean? More often than just three or four. Bailey Dale Your spoke about him. He's my love child and I back him every week at 25 plus. So here is Bailey Dale's season. Only one time has he been under 25 disposals. And look, he started at $2.63 back in round one, went to $2.10, stayed at $2.10 for a couple of weeks. He was $1.65 last week. He's now $1.58. So I've got a rule. You can back anything above $1.50 as a standalone bet. So I'm going to back Bailey Dale again. When it gets under $1.50, I think it then goes into a same-game multi or, or, or a specific multi if you want to take him with Doherty like I did last week. Well, I really like Jack Crisp in this game. I think that he's, he's had a really good look at this season so far. 25 or more disposals. When you look at the price difference though between him and Bailey Dale, Bailey Dale's obviously a better value there, but he's just getting so much of the ball. But what I really like about him is for any time goal, BJ, $2.45 for any time goal. He's had that last three weeks. Yeah, and he hits a scoreboard, but what he does is break lines. He's actually a, a halfback flanker turn midfielder now. Just, I think, more damaging being forward of centre for Collingwood and using his speed and his ability to use his legs to break lines. So, and he's a guy that gets forward and can kick goals. So I like that one, George. Yeah, I like it. Hawthorne and Richmond. Well, Richmond, they've come back into their Richmond of old, haven't they, Brownie? And Hawthorne, well, they've probably exceeded expectations in the early part of the year. They were good at the first part of the year. Don't forget, two weeks ago, they really pushed Melbourne, Hawthorne. Yep. They were poor last week, I thought. Richmond getting some good players back now and having Tom Lynch doing what he's doing. isn't he? It just makes so much of a difference to a team when somebody can take contested marks. I still think it's, with contested footy, winning the clearances or contested footy, it's still almost the most important thing, being able to take a contested mark. It just takes the pressure off the rest of the team. All of a sudden, if Tom Lynch drops those marks, ball hits the ground, all of a sudden it flies out. Richmond aren't as good defensively what they used to be. Now that he's clunking those marks, it just makes everything else work. Is there going to be a bit of a forward fill-up against Hawthorne here? Well, it has been in recent weeks, BJ. It has. And there's, there's, been, a, there's been a trend against Hawthorne with the key forwards as we oh. roll back, even all the way back to round four when, when they were going well. But... Uh, the combination of force and Kilda, but last week it was two metre Peter. Kicked a couple of those yep. late to get over the line, but had an impact in the air, like you're talking about contested yeah. marking. I rate Frost as a player, but I think he needs help. So he's going to all these key forwards at the moment. Just not, not so much undersized, but I think these players are just too good for him at the moment. He needs some third man in support, which I don't think he's getting from uh, Hawthorne players at the moment. So, Sicily in particular. Yeah, you, you see him one out a fair bit, um, Sam Frost. So. Oh. But when you have two key forwards, in this instance it's Lynch and yeah. Jack, Jack will demand the respect from Sicily. Yep. So it may be harder for him, and like it has in no, the past, that he hasn't been able to get off and su support him in the air. And they do play really aggressive as well, which is the modern day for the defender to play up in front. Yep. So yep. when you're not getting that drop-off and the support that Frost needs, and then when you come up against Richmond uh, with two key forwards... Uh, it's all well and good playing in front if you're taking those intercept marks. Over. You yeah, can that's easily right. get If you've got players ahead of you that can deliver the ball right. Yeah. Or there's pressure up the field as you're a defender. You're playing up in front, being aggressive. But if there's no pressure, like Essendon's found out through the midfield, yeah. when, when players have got time and space to make decisions now through the midfield, you're in a bit of trouble as a defender being so aggressive. Yeah. Short going into the midfield has been good for them. Lambert coming back has been good for them. And now they get Vloston back this week. So um, dusty. things are looking pretty good for Richmond. <laughs> yeah, that, that guy, Dusty. North Melbourne and Port Adelaide. This one's down in Hobart. 
They're struggling to get people to come and watch this game. They're giving two for one tickets, two for ten dollars down there if you want to go down <laughs> to the real? game. They really are struggling. Free you go watch you old go, you school. Go watch footy, Free like, you, if, if there's a footy game on, you go and watch it. AFL well, football, North there. Melbourne up against Port Adelaide. You got some of the best players in the comp at Port Adelaide. You got the reigning Brownlow medalist. So if you are there, That's make it. sure you get down and get That's there. It. But North, North six dollars though. Goals conceded against North Melbourne is getting out of control. It was out of control last week. So here it is: 21, 17, 17 and 15. They're big numbers. Now obviously they'll defend better and they probably play this ground better than most but there's been some big fill-ups and I think it happens again I mean Finlayson's been good I thought his first few games he just needed to find out the way they played Port Adelaide start of the year they kept bombing the footy in and it wasn't working they didn't have Charlie Dixon all of a sudden they've found their mojo they got some confidence mm -hmm. back this is another win to put them on track to play finals so Port are definitely coming and Todd Marshall playing some good footy pressure off Ken Hinckley now uh, I think a little bit, yeah, and so it should be. So the heat was on him early. I think we've yeah. talked about him on this show as well and uh, publicly everywhere. The media are all over Kenny Hinckley. So it's great. And they're always at some point going to turn their season around or, or have an impact. So, yes, it's more about finals now, not the top four aspirations they had probably in this season. But I still think, again, sadly, North are going to respond. They've been embarrassed too many times. And we keep saying this, they're going to respond, but they are. But it's the microscope's been on this week. I guess for different reasons about David Noble's, you know, spray, the sensitivity of players, the Gen Zers taking it, taking Ross it to Lyon heart. Ross ever apologise? Is he an apologiser? Uh, no, not generally. He did apologise to me once, though. I still remember it. I spray. You never forget it. Yeah, I, I like a cover off, though. I mean, you can go hard. Yep. You don't go personal. When it gets personal, it gets out of hand. But uh, where do you go after an apology from David Noble? I, I, I don't get that. Unless he's been really negative personally, I think you still have to be a man oh. enough to cop a good spray and go, geez, I've been disappointed today. Not go and say, well, you can't speak to me like that. Yeah. Uh, probably it sounds like more in the delivery from David Noble because yeah. there was talk from Jack Siebel about that it was appropriate spray. It was probably more about the delivery, what it sounds like, which yeah. I understand all about. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Sometimes like, you can spray with giving absolutely no information that's going to actually help anything. Yeah, not well. constructive criticism. Yeah, constructive. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you've got to pick your players. You've got to pick your players. You know the ones you can spray. Yeah. You will respond and you know probably the ones that you'll lose. But... Um, and no, no, I think North, I, I don't get it. Yeah, North are better than what they're producing at the minute. So yes, so there is some issues in terms of their effort, consistent effort. So they're going, they're going to get themselves up at some point, whether it be this week or next week for for a short period of time. So I think they're a response. So I, I don't think it's just a walkover for Port Adelaide. St Kilda and Geelong. I'm looking forward to this match because I'm not match sure where I yeah I'm not sure where I see St Kilda at the moment and Geelong uh, had had that loss against Fremantle but yep. you take us into the coach's box and how you approach this yeah game. well it's uh, yeah so I said I think Brownie and I both said hold fire in St Kilda yes they had a, a good first yep. six weeks we wanted to see them against the really good opposition which we saw against St Kilda and yes they should have won in Cairns so to keep going to Cairns and losing games of footy is not mm. great for anyone so nice. scrap that idea Saints moving forward but uh, yeah I'm really looking forward to this because Geelong up and about, honourable loss against Freo, which turns out Freo are a really good yeah, um, team out. this year. So, um, yeah, if, if I'm looking at it from Saints' point of view, I think your, your key focus has to be around Tom Hawkins, Jeremy Cameron. Mm. And to how do we stop them? Well, it's more about the supply that they're getting through the midfield. So, as simple as it sounds, it's win the contested footy in the midfield because, as simple as that sounds, but what that does, it gives you ground position, and therefore, it then from stoppages in particular, centre square bounce that. Geelong forwards are able to set themselves up how they please. You've got the 666, and even at stoppages, they get what they want. So if you, if it's harder then to get your, your support behind the ball, a plus one. So if you're winning the stoppages in contested footy, you're getting ground position. So you, you, you cut off the supply yep. 
to Hawkins. So that's why, yes, it's won and lost in the midfields most week. But I think this week for St Kilda, that's one of the key focuses. Paddy Wright is massive. Yeah, win stoppages. So it starts with the Ruckman. You know, they're the ones that first get their hand on the ball. Contested footy stoppages for the Saints, which have been a little bit down on numbers. We know they're capable of it. Uh, and then I think offensively, I think they just need to shift the ball off the line, change angles when you have guys like Stewart. The accuracy out. is something that is worrying. Yeah, and in front of goal, which poor kicking is poor football. How long does it take to be able to get that? Is it, is it how much of it mental? How much? I think it's it more it? mental than than. Can you shake that easily? Yeah, I think you can work on it. But I think the natural thing for people to do is look at their technique. And we yeah. hear on the commentary, ah, oh, he leant back on that one. It was Rather a bad ball drop. Out. But but it's the first time in a game of footy, or the only time you get to go back and have time and think about how to kick missing ball. and yeah. failing. Yep. So I think the mental side of the game in front of goals is a bigger issue than yep. anything technically. So, yeah, so ball movement shifted off the line, t change angles to take out James Stewart, uh, Jack Henry, which they're so good in the air in intercept game. So Dougal Howard will get Hawkins yep. because I don't think Callum Wilkie could deal with Hawkins' size. But Callum Wilkie, I don't think I've seen him lose a one-on-one in the defensive Wilkie. 50. So yep. he should go to Cameron. and It's a tough job going up and down with Cameron, but I think he's he's got the skills to do it. Now, let's talk in a betting sense. Jack Sinclair versus Jai Newcomb. So it's, these two players aren't playing against each other, but I just wanted to point out the difference or the lack of difference in price here. So this is Sinclair all year, how good he has been, consistently above 25 disposals. Then Jai Newcomb, only done a two out of the last four. Yes, his numbers have increased since round four, but you're looking at that, and I'm looking at that. I think it's irresponsibly taking Jai Newcomb 25 plus when you've got Jack Sinclair in there, who is playing at halfback, playing the easy position in the competition at $1.91. I, 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 every day of the week, I'm taking Jack Sinclair in that bet. Yeah, it's a very good comparison, Brownie. Yeah, Jack Sinclair, all Australian halfback at the minute. He'd be very close, very close. He'd be in the squad. In the squad, there you go. Which they shouldn't it. have a squad anyway. They <laughs> <laughs> should have had 22. Yeah. Saturday night games coming up just on the other side of this. Have a look at Zach Tui. He is flying at the moment. Shea Bolton and Jai Corwell. So there is value everywhere in football if you look for it. So the trend is your friend this week, and it's been it all year. It is half-back flank heaven. I expect them to keep them yeah. to under that eight and a half. Brody Mycheck this week for two or even three plus goals. The value there is Christian Petrarca to get 30 plus disposals. I'm back heavy into Ed Langdon. I think he gets 25 plus disposals. So if you had an over-under line of Max Gorn's possessions this yep. week, where would you have that over-under line? I wouldn't be going for anything more than 20, 20 plus. I've taken one love child, I've put him into my love, other love child <laughs> in Bailey Dale and Sam Dockett at half back. $100 on those two players together. And what do you get? You get a winner. Oh, you're happy with that, aren't you? He was. Let, let, see, let me see him back there. He's so entrenched. Yeah. He's so entrenched. Seeing the green ticks from you two. Okay. Do you know we what don't I... talk, We don't talk as much as you, so it's a, <laughs> another brownie segment. Well, I think that the people on Instagram want to see a little bit less of you. This is what the, the junk that you're putting on at the moment. For a new sponsor of yours, it seems. This you're acting like you go and make the bed. Well, that is me. I'm not. I don't. I'm have aware a, that, that I don't is have you. a robot in there, George. When That's the, me making the are bed. You, are you the bed maker at home? I can't imagine. Yes, I am. Like so I changed the sheets. So this is a new temper mattress that I've received, <laughs> and it's got 
a zero G I base. Hate, no, I now, hate. Look at it come up. No. So I'll tell you what a zero G is. No, so when no, we're getting on to Sydney and Essendon, a dollar twenty-eight Sydney and three dollars seventy. So when an astronaut takes Essendon, off, we're not talking. We're going to go straight to you. How are you seeing this one? Uh, I'm going to see that the Sydney Sydney respond after last week. So we talked about the Gold Coast actually going well. So it was actually not a real big surprise that they got up last week and won against Sydney. So, and good thing for Essendon. Uh, got their got their win or first week uh, win in about five weeks last week. That was good. I was at that game, but they. Kind of did it the hard way, kicking eight goals to one in the last quarter. So, uh, but nonetheless, got a, got another win. So I still see Sydney though responding. Well, I don't think they're going to play as poorly for back to back weeks, being such a good team, and they rarely do the good teams. Well, the question a couple of weeks ago was who's the second best team? Obviously, mm. Melbourne far away leaders. Was it Sydney? Was it Brisbane? The last two weeks have suggested that they're not that team that's going to be able to challenge yeah. Melbourne, right? So there's zero gravity base. It just, <laughs> the, the and Lars uh, Franklin, he's pretty good, isn't he? he? He's pretty good, but he had a real quiet one last week. So another guy that, after such a good game two weeks ago, king four and a quarter, king six for the game, he's going to respond. And we know Essendon about their deficiencies and their, their lack of uh, tall defenders. So it's an area that Sydney could potentially get them along with uh, one of our other favourites on this show, Brownie, Isaac Heaney. So he averages 3.1 goals a game, Lance Franklin. 4.2 against the Bombers. They don't have a batch up for him. So Isaac Heaney's the other one. Is it Bayern? But he doesn't have a great record against the Bombers, Isaac Heaney. So this is what he's done in the past. Had a great start to the season. I think he's tapered off like Sydney have in the last few weeks. So he does need a big game. And another player... Are we Bayern wearing with him or are we wanting to back him? Oh, not with the Bombers' defence. I'm not sure it's a Bayern wear. I think it could be an Isaac Heaney fill-up. Fill up. And Isaac Heaney, Bang. fill up. What, four plus, you reckon? Uh, minimum three. Minimum. It, it, who's the matchup? I don't see a great matchup for him. But Laverde's going to go to Franklin. I think he that's a to. really good matchup. I, I rate read? Laverde. He's playing undersized, but I yeah. rate what he does. Maybe, yeah, may, maybe it's a Reed go to Franklin. He's, you know, he's, he's a great lesson. You or is it a Mason Redmond goes to Isaac Heaney? So there's a couple of guys, but uh, they could free up Laverde by potentially playing Reed on Franklin. What do you reckon about Nick Hunt? Well, I don't know why he was out of the side. I've got no idea. This, this guy straightens him up. Mm. He runs and carries him. He's, he's an angry young man. He's an angry ant. And I like the way he plays. Uh, he gets the ball. He runs hard through the middle of the ground. There's none of this sideways stuff. There's none of this boundary stuff getting a cheap ball out here. This guy plays good football. I don't understand why he doesn't play. So take him for 20-plus disposals. I like it. Well, Adelaide and Brisbane, I'm not overly looking forward to this one. $1.20 Brisbane <coughs> favourites. It would be a good one for your bet with mates Kitty. Um, but $4.60 for Adelaide. They're, this could be a really ugly match. I guess the only thing on their side is it. it's Adelaide. It's in Adelaide. And Brisbane don't have a good record in Adelaide. They're 2-7 yeah. in their last nine. But... Charlie Cameron does have a good record Doesn't at the Adelaide Oval. So his last five games, here he is. Three goals, two, 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 three, five, and then four, three, and four, his last few games. Yeah. So that's it against Adelaide. But his last five games at the Adelaide Oval, he's kicked more than three goals each he's time. And he's getting on the scoreboard as well, not just with goals, but with points as well. He's having so many shots. He certainly is. But... Let's talk about bit with mates because he's 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 Zach burnt, Bailey will kick four this week. He's burned out Kitty a couple of times, and I think this is the perfect match. I try I talk about trying to get a dollar twenty or a twenty percent lift on your money each week. So Brisbane are that they're a dollar twenty. Yep, on the I can't see how Adelaide beat them. Maybe at some point Adelaide might look the winner, but I just think Brisbane have got yep. too much class. Even playing away, their poor record, two and seven over the last nine, I still think they get the job done. I think if they want to put their hand up as a premiership contender, they have to win this, so I agree with you. Great bet with mates. Kitty selection, 
glad it's out of your hands, BJ. Gold Coast and Fremantle. Uh, well, Fremantle, they've been looking the goods, haven't they, this one? They're having to travel over to Metricon, so that's on Gold Coast side. They're paying $2.60 for the win here. Gold Coast, they've been pretty good, really. Have... Just imagine if they had one of the King brothers at the front there, how much better they'd be. Yeah, that's frightening to, to think yeah. of. So, Brownie, we've been on them, and you in particular have been on them all year, and you just probably went a week too early on them, but you actually think they're half a chance this week? Oh, I do, because the size of the ground. Now, Metricon is probably the same size as uh, Marvel Stadium, so it's it's a smallish ground. When they get out onto the wide open expanses of the MCG, they got touched up by Collingwood. They couldn't defend the width of the ground, yeah. but most of the year they've played the game in their forward half, and the SCG suited them. Now, Metricon's bigger than the SCG, mm -hmm. but I think they're going to be in this game for a long time. I think Fremantle win, but it'll be closer than what the latter position suggests. Think? Fremantle have been, um, they belted North Melbourne last week and they had six players out of their side. Yeah, so all coming back in. Yeah. Do you think both these teams are good defensive units? Do you think the unders? Definitely under. Fremantle averaged 57 points against per game. Yeah. So they don't blow you away. Fremantle aren't going to go out and score 130 or 140 points in this game. So it might be... 80 to 60, it might be 70 to 50 around that score line, but definitely the over the under around. is under BJ. North. Yeah, he's under. What about some of the 20 plus disposal markets for this one? There are some players that are really good, and then you've got some really young but older players in this mix, all getting plenty of the ball, sharing it around. Yeah, well, Fremantle, we can see. They're not here. getting 30s. Not getting 30s, but they're all solid numbers. And yeah. if you're looking for 20-plus disposals, the market's pretty healthy. David Mundy being the shortest there, but you've got Blake Akers, his record, yeah, three, three out of four weeks, just over 20, but his last week was really good. Jordan Clark, another one's been really solid, $1.50, that's at Brownie's borderline yeah. there. Akers Backing. is playing the best footy of his career. He is. Yep, and he's a reflection of the team, right? Generally, yeah. that, that's what happens. So the individuals find their best form when the team's going well. There's no coincidence. I reckon you went and named every single player there just so you can have some green ticks <laughs> next week uh, in the no. playoff. But talk no. to us, you had Noah Anderson last week. Didn't play. He didn't play, yep. but you've got him, you, you like him for yeah. over 20, well, over 30, don't so you? So out through illness last week. So you'd say he's walking into uh, a game Refresh. Fresh, yeah. Refresh. So, $2.80 for 30 or more disposal. I, so I, I, I like that. I, a minimum, 25 plus. He's $1.55. Again, still above Brownie's odds of $1.50. But uh, you can back him one out and maybe just a cheeky little look at uh, 30 plus. I like that one. Now, this one's an interesting one. GWS and Carlton. And in the last few hours, so much has happened. GWS has lost a coach, Leon Cameron's yep. last game. Harry Mackay, he is out with a meniscus injury. So he'll be out for, they're saying, six weeks. But I'd suggest it might be longer there. So the odds have flipped a little bit. Earlier in the morning, GWS were outsiders. They've yep. now come into $1.84 favour. Yeah, so it's about $1.80 Carlton were to $2 and then yep. the news of Harry Mackay goes out and it's flipped and Leon Cameron out and you'd have to think that sharpens the GWS players up a little bit because all of a sudden okay, we don't have a coach. Okay, So now the people looking at our footy club are going to be deciding on whether I'm a player we need to take forward. Mm -hmm. And so it, it shouldn't go that way, but it does. They, they'd Everyone's be, on notice, right? Yeah, they're on notice. So the razor-sharp focus. There's been some fill-ups against GWS this year. And leading into this game, I was very keen on Kurnow and also Mackay. But now it's just going to have to be Charlie Kurnow or somebody else might get out of the loop. But there's five, regular five and fours um, all the way back to round one. Jeremy Cameron kicked another five last week. Do you think so it means that Kurnow will be kicking more to kind of fill up that? He'll be the go-to target. I still think they need to even the load. But yeah. he's playing some good footy, Charlie He's great, Kurnow. isn't he? Compared to the player that came out in round one, he was so rusty and he looked so far off it. Then in round two, he was brilliant. Since then he's been really good. So Charlie Kerno, three plus goals for me, gives an opportunity to Silvani. 
to load up yep. to be able to score goals. But it also gives an opportunity for Paddy Cripps if they want to rest him a little Lovely. bit to go from the midfield because they're stacked up in the midfield. Maybe Paddy Cripps goes forward and it is the two plus, the three plus. Well, Isaac Cumming, we saw him on the Valley Board earlier. What about him? Oh, he's having an outstanding season. And, and we, I, think, I think we got a glimpse over the last year or two of, of the potential he has, but his consistency now has been something that's been outstanding, which is all great players have to their game. So you're looking at Isaac coming potentially 25-plus because his, his last four to five weeks has, has been incredible. So 20-plus um, minimum, I'd even go 25-plus. If you don't have Isaac coming in your same game multi this week, you're mad. You're mad. Well, I don't want to be mad. West Coast of Melbourne on the other side of this and a $100 pay to stay with us. Welcome back in the back pocket. We've got one more game to go through. We've got the Brown loan, obviously our $100 play. But before we get to that, Nathan, I like doing a little bit of research before coming onto this show. What, I know you don't think it? I do I that, but research. when I was researching, <laughs> I had to listen to this and I thought that was very interesting. I reckon I could have 20 and kick three in any game this year. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and kick three. That's fair enough, isn't it? I, I guess West Coast, is it? <laughs> Huh? Against, against West Coast, Coast or North Melbourne? Well, I, I think it's easier to get a kick these days than what it was years ago. Maybe three's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> so, hang on. So you're getting 20, and so you're therefore you're old. playing half-back for the first half, and then you're just going forward. Or <laughs> well, you're kicking three from the half-back. Uh, you're not from getting half 20 as a three forward. Three and 20 from half-forward. You're not getting 20 great. as a forward this Those year. Those 70 kilo deadlifts have just gone straight to your head, haven't yeah, they? They have. They the calves are still strong, though. Uh, West Coast and Melbourne, this is going to be an absolute blowout. It's going to be an yeah, absolute right? bloodbath. West Coast, they're even using top-up players for their waffle team. So obviously <clears> Melbourne, head-to-head, -head, nowhere near it. The line's absolutely huge. I I'm all for it, I think. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch if you like getting goals scored. But where do we see some value here? Because you've got to look a little bit more laterally, don't well, you? The line is 10 goals at the moment. So I start at 59, it's at 60 at the moment. So the value looks to be the Melbourne total goals over and under, which is mm -hmm. at 16 and a half at the moment. Um, these are the last four weeks against West Coast. 18, 18, 25 and 16, as you can see. So there's been big fill-ups in two of those games. Sydney and also Richmond have been in Perth. So mm. the biggest scores have come when they're played at home. Uh, so I think Melbourne will have a fill-up. Um, look, I thought Brisbane would beat them by more than what they did last week, and they didn't. West yeah. Coast were quite admirable. The, the weather didn't help Brisbane's cause to kick a big score either. But, that was uh, second gear in the first half as well. Look, West think. Coast are, are, are going hard at what is a hard job at the moment. Yeah. So Melbourne, for me, total goals over. What about some value? Have you found any here, uh, PJ? I was just looking at the odds. It's $17 West Coast are playing. It's $1.01 for Melbourne. So um, the value hunters, I think, major are Melbourne ball winners, which I think has been a trend as well as the key falls for yep. opposition against West Coast. But we, we see here the numbers. Christian Machaka, Clayton Oliver, Ed Langdon. And look at that, look at last week in particular. So the value there is 25 plus for Ed Langdon, $1.72, and Christian Petrarca at 30 plus for $1.85. I think the value is yeah. gone for Oliver. $1.28 at 30. I just don't see any Roll them into a multi. in taking that. Yeah, you would take it into a multi, but yeah. anything can happen. I mean, they, they could decide, okay. He's the main man. Let's tag him out of the game. $1.28. I'd rather be beaten at $1.85 than $1.28. Would yeah. you risk Ed Langdon for over 30 for a standalone uh, at that price? Not week in, week out. No. I think Ed Langdon was a yep. 20 to 22, 23 disposal yeah, player. And it's been recent times 
where he's got big numbers. He's had a 37, he's had a 39, he had a nine two weeks ago. Out, but yeah, so I, 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 25 plus for me for Ed Langdon. Yep. Now, this is where we're all looking forward to finding some value. The forward fill up, two plus goals, probably not somewhere where we can be looking. You need to be looking at three, four, fives, really, yep. don't you, BJ? Yeah, we, thought, uh, we may mention particularly the key forwards here. So last week it was Charlie Cameron and Hugh McCluggage that got on it, not my man, Zach Bailey, thank you very much. But um, <laughs> what Brisbane don't have last week, too, was a key forward, so just keep that in mind. But other weeks, the key forwards against West Coast mm -hmm. have caused serious headaches for them and got and hit the scoreboard. So you're looking at Ben Brown, Tom McDonald, your man, Bailey Frisch, who's. Richard should be not eating this week because he's just going to try and have a fill-up. He he's wants to really, fill his boots. He's been really quiet, hasn't he? He has been quiet, and I think Bailey Fritz looks at this as a way to have a big day. Five, six, maybe even just throw, Is it a chance for Melbourne, respectfully, to, to manage a few players this week? I would have thought so. Travelling to Perth. We filmed this before the, uh, the sides are out. So if I was the coach, I'd be... Yeah, they're three or four weeks away from the bike. I'd be resting Max. Yep. Definitely makes cool. so there was talk. He's not being rested. That came out this morning. Yeah. They're not. Simon Goodwin oh, has said. Simon Goodwin has said he's not in a not flirting with your form, Goody. Doesn't want to yeah. be playing with that that kind of mentality. But I actually as well really like Christian Petrarca for two goals. I think that he yeah. could be sneaking up. Remember last time he played on this ground, thirty nine and two, mm. and he's paying two dollars forty five for two or more yeah, goals. Yeah, I like so it. I really like that. That's a little midfielder goal kicker, doesn't she? Mm. Uh, Paddy Coop's my man. Now on the Brownlow, let's have a look at where you're finding something here, Brownie. Ah, it's a good stinger. Another, As you know, George, you like so I love the Brownlow. And I love on the Brownlow and Nate's Brownlow. I try to call it Nate's <laughs> Brownlow, but I keep saying on the Brownlow. So here it is. Here is this year. And Paddy Cripps, have a look at him out in front. I've got Andrew Brayshaw voting in every game. Question. The thing with Andrew Brayshaw... No, you can't ask a question while I'm going through my Brownlow tracker. Andrew Brayshaw, he hasn't had standout games. So, yes, he had one last week, but... He doesn't have the 39s, the 40s, which Christian Petrarca and Clayton Oliver have. Who's going to steal them off Andy in Fremantle? There's no real standout. That's the thing. They're very even at the moment. Um, so, but Paddy Cripps played against Andrew Brayshaw. Fremantle won the game, but I gave the three votes to Paddy Cripps that day. Now, Petrarca, I, I think I vote Clayton Oliver harsh. I think because he racks it, gets a lot of ball, I think I vote him harsh. So for me, the value there is Clayton Oliver because I've been harsh on him. Maybe the umpires haven't been with the, the numbers they've got. Lockie Neal and Cameron uh, Kellen Mills also in there. Yes, your question. Did now. you give Kerno the three votes last week instead of Paddy Cripps? Uh, I did. You did? Two, it was two there, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So Paddy Cripps is a clear leader after Clear round leader round. at the moment. And he's missed two games. He's no, also dropped down. He's year. dropped into $2.75 as well, favourite. Yep. So I think the punters are agreeing with you on that one. $100 play. Let's have a look at last week. I had an absolute stinker. BJ will normally does go. have an absolute yeah. stinker. Oh, one again. Oh, one again. You B again. BJ's insolvent at the moment. That's how well he's going. Look at that, negative 23. He's having to borrow money from the bank to put his bets on. Oh, I have, yeah. to, I have to take I... a loan out from you, Brownie, and you Kitty of $46. That's a good kitty. So who's going first, mate? Well, let's have a go with you, Brownie. Let's, you're so confident with it. Let's see what you want for... <laughs> I've gone to the well. And noticed. I've gone to the <laughs> well again. Is Bailey absolutely... Dale and Sam Doherty, uh, both to have 25-plus really? disposals. It's just an easy one. Look at that. They do it every week. Every week. Bailey Dale's Boring. only missed once. Sam Doherty's only missed once. So you do the sums and it's pretty good. Now, I, like I think Carlton still win, even though they've got some players out. Yep. And I think St Kilda can cover the line against Geelong. I think St Kilda could almost beat Geelong, but I'm going to take them at the line just to get a little Charlie bit of a shoot. Okay, okay. 
Man, uh, oh, surely, this, surely this gets up this week. It's Adelaide Brisbane <laughs> over total points. So you're uh, just going 100, straight one. $100, $100 on 168.5 points. Brisbane are more than likely to score 100, and you, then you're thinking, well, Adelaide, you're going to six, 68 yeah. and a half. Surely, surely that they get over. Uh -oh. So 100, 100, I think it's a paying a dollar 88. Was it? So yeah. Do you yeah. know what? If you've been following along, you'd know that BJ likes doing eight-leg multis. So, so I like that. You're it's a set of learning, learning a lesson. Learning, learning that, that gambling responsibility, of course. Learning from the course. best of them. I've got my $100 play. I've got three bets going on. I've got $50. I've got Charlie Cameron for three or more goals. I just think that he's plays so well against his old side, Brisbane winning margin 25 plus. And Ben Keys, he's usually a lock in all of my same game multis for over 25. Melbourne for my second one, $25. And I've gone big on this one because I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Melbourne, pick your own line, 64.5. It's going to be fun. Bailey Fritch, fill up. And Petrarca, two or more goals for a little bit of value there at $6.25. And safe one here, $25 at the line for Carlton. It's only three and a half. And Fremantle at the line, 13 and a half. So that's my $100 play. Very good, Georgina. You got two same game multis with three three legs in there. Yeah, well, you like eight leg same game multis, but that's it from us here in the back pocket. Uh, if you are having a punt this weekend, you, please. You, before you go, do you think he's dyed his hair? <laughs> I'm not getting involved in this, <laughs> considering the stuff that you lie about. So that's a compliment. Is that a compliment? If you are compliment? having a punt, please make sure you do gamble responsibly.